Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Merge Boot Podcast. It seems today that all you see is Survivor on Paramount Plus and podcasts on your phone. But you better be ready. I'm Joel Edmiston. I'm Cody Crane. We want to talk about... Yeah! Actually, we want to talk about Hubie Halloween. Yeah. Same uh, intro, I guess, we use for this special Halloween episode. A special little Halloween treat. No tricks today. No tricks, because... We thought of maybe tricking you because I promised many times that we were going to get another a to be Halloween on the on the feed. I really thought that we weren't going to do this, and, and I, I, <laughs> I, we sat down on the couch after recording the episode six podcast, and I immediately put on Hubie Halloween. <laughs> yeah, Joel fed me, made me comfortable. I got you a buffalo chicken wrap. Yeah, how was it? It was fine. I just had a wonderful time watching. Uh, a great movie with two of my friends. Yeah, we, we finally... That was something I was really excited about, was uh, that I've been trying to get my roommate Colin to watch it for so long. Colin, come on, Mike, for one second and give us your your your, your two-second review. I know you want to go to bed, but... He's, he, well, he's eating a sandwich right now. I don't know how fast he's going to bed. Um, so, basically, I didn't want to watch Hubie Halloween for the longest time because I didn't like the character of Hubie. But as I sat down and took in this masterpiece of cinema, (laughs) uh, I am now um, a certified Hubie head. (laughs) And a better man. Very much so. A better guy. He's a a Hugh believer. (laughs) Hugh believer. (laughs) Well, um, yes, it was great watching it with uh, Colin because he was so cynical when he first sat down. And then started cackling, laughing at some of these gags in this movie. Yeah, probably enjoyed it more than anyone. <laughs> I, I definitely enjoyed it more because last year I remember I watched it like at 11 a.m. the day it came out by myself <laughs> in the midst of a pandemic. Yeah, we watched it because we needed the review fast, I guess. So we did. I remember watching it very early, too. Yeah, yeah I don't know why we did that, <laughs> but... Uh, uh, and it was so much better watching it with with buddies. It was we we had a great time watching it, <laughs> didn't we? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, how much do we even talk about for this bonus little treat episode? We've talked about the movie before. That's the insane thing. Now we're a year later, sitting down. We're gonna watch it. Again. We're gonna talk about it every year. Every year is an annual thing. Yeah. I mean, I don't mind it. <laughs> I don't mind it either. If I if it means. Here's the thing about Hubie Halloween that I love. <laughs> My favorite month of the year is October. I love a good... I love horror... I only watch horror slash uh, horror adjacent movies during the month of October. I Like, I didn't go see the new James Bond movie. Otherwise, I'd be the front row. I haven't seen a lot of these non-horror movies that came out. 
this month because I have a rule. Batman voice. I have one more rule. <laughs> um, but what I love about Hubie Halloween is the vibes. It puts me in the October mood. <laughs> Colin's wearing my sunglasses right now. <laughs> you like those speed shades? No. I love speed shades. It's all about the vibes. What? I mean, you got all these pumpkins on the ground, people wearing autumnal colors, ha- Halloween. It's fun. <laughs> Does it, it gives you... There, there's a specific vibe, specifically to Halloween night. You remember it from when you were a kid. Trick-or-treating, leaves on the ground... Uh, I'll give you. I'll give you this. They spared no expense on pumpkins during this movie. I, well, the, uh, just the Halloween. Uh, I know. I I do know that it's not fictional. It's ba- it's based in Salem, and, and Halloween, as far as I know, is pretty big in Salem. Well, yeah. Well, um, I, actually, I watched this recently. I believe it's Halloween, the movie Halloween. Yeah. Also, great vibes in that movie. Love the vibes in that. But doesn't have a lot of pumpkins in it. Well, they shot it in summer. And they couldn't find them. In Santa Monica, yeah. Yeah, and they couldn't find pumpkins. Mm -hmm. So they had like a few. They only had like two or three or something that they... Yeah, yeah, they they also reused all the leaves. They would like to be picking up the leaves after the... After the they they hit cut and uh, put them in an old garbage bag scarecrow and then dump them out again. Exactly. Yeah, they would dump them out. Like they would be moving up and down. Like for that walk home from high school, like that, like basically twenty minute scene where they're walking home from high school. Yeah, they're resetting. It's the same leaves in every scene. Where where he because they had like no budget, but this had like an Adam Sandler Netflix budget. So yeah, I think. There was many They leaves. covered, they went to actual Salem and covered the place in leaves. Well, well, also, there is a vibe that this was shot almost completely on a, on a, sound, on a sound stage, too. You think so? I don't, I, I don't even know if any of it was actually shot outside. <laughs> so. And that's not a bad thing. It's like, a, I don't know, classic Hollywood. Yeah. And Adam Sandler is bringing back classic Hollywood tropes. Thank God. Thank God for Adam Sandler. No, I did not re-listen to our episode from last year, but... Who knows what we even talked about? What stood out, the, uh, though, to you this time? What was, the th- what was the big standout moments that you were like, oh, yeah, this, or was there something that you didn't catch the first time you watched it? Yeah, I, I kind of don't remember. I, I remember thinking uh, there's, it, there's a bit of a slog in the middle, but I was laughing a lot through the middle. Like, I remember thinking that the... I think it heats up. Yeah, I know. I did the Tim Meadows and um, my Rudolph characters. I remember thinking, like, rolling my eyes at them, but they were making me laugh really hard during this uh, <laughs> viewing. Um, I, I might I have been hard love, on them on the podcast last year. You might not be able to um, catch this, but Joel is smiling so big right now. Like, he's <laughs> so happy. Isn't that nice? Talking about this. Yes, it is nice. It's the... It's the sweetest thing I've ever seen. Just you're <laughs> talking about Huey Halloween and look like you just had the best day of your life today. Listen, um, I love watching movies and I like laughing with friends. <laughs> I, I'm grateful that uh, um, Sandler put out this movie and I want him to put out a sequel so friggin' bad. <laughs> Well, maybe he will. It's my compulsion. I need him to put out a 
He doesn't do a lot of sequels, so... No, what, he did Grown Ups 2. That's it. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. Well, he's doing Murder Mystery too. Apparently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm on board for that. Yeah, I mean, this, uh, this movie, I mean, people probably have their doubts, but it does have some good laughs. It has good physical comedy in this. Right. Yeah, the, like, it, the amount of times he falls off his bike, it's... Obviously, it's a stunt double, but, like, you know, somebody is smashing into trees, smashing into cars, all this stuff. I mean, it, it's funny. It's funny to see. <laughs> I feel like people are going to listen to that and be like, that doesn't sound funny. There's there's a lot of really dumb jokes through it. Like, I didn't remember there being this many jokes. Like, as many jokes that are in the movie. And, like, they are sort of throwback jokes. Like, QB will, like, I don't know, like a, a bike will fly somewhere and then like you'll just hear like noises off screen you know like shit like that right right um i don't know it's like throwback humor it's just like i don't know it's not like i mean a lot of the complaints you can hurl at like um bad sandler comedies bad um rob schneider comedies is that they're like sexist and homophobic and stuff like that and really lazy and stuff like that but it feels like there's none of that shit in this one and uh it doesn't it, it doesn't feel mean spirited ever and also like it doesn't feel lazy. It feels like they were actually caring about the jokes and trying to make the jokes as as as, as frequent at least as possible. Yeah, I mean it really seems like the prop department has a big thing to play and they like there's a lot of visuals that just look like they had a lot of fun making it and that everyone was involved in the fun or like pitched ideas to add little things or whatever. I don't know what the script looked like for this, but <laughs> I, I'd be interested to see a little behind the Hubie. It's the best of the Brilogy. You think so? So, uh, for new listeners, the Brilogy for us is the three Stephen Brill movies we've watched on this podcast during the during the pandemic when there was no Survivor on. We watched this, Without a Paddle, and Drillbit Taylor. Yes. Brillbit. Um <laughs> Just by accident. <laughs> and uh, I, I think this is miles ahead of both of those movies. It's probably Stephen Brill's best movie. Well, uh, let me uh, take a look at this, too. There was a point where we were like, okay, we're just watching all of the Stephen Brill movies. And that's how the Brillogy, it came around naturally. We didn't just randomly do this. You th- See, we had a lot of time off during Survivor was the thing. Yeah, that was funny huh <laughs> it was easy to to immediately forget that uh um we spent so long not watching survivor we're six episodes into survivor and it, i i don't remember six weeks ago like that's how that's how uh, normal this feels now you know what i mean <laughs> uh steven brill also did mr deeds and the, little nicky the do-over heavyweights uh walk of shame and sandy wexler um, didn't see either of those two. I did see the the do over and Little Nicky. I think I saw the do over. That that's with Spade, right? Yeah, yeah. That movie sucks. Um, and Little Nicky's not that great either. Uh, Little Nicky has its moments. Rodney Dangerfield's pretty funny. I remember Dana Carvey being very funny in it. <laughs> As he's the referee. He's the referee. In the it's a very small part, but I remember that being really funny. <laughs> Am I wrong? Yeah. Uh, well, the, uh, the when's the last time you watched it? Um, not that long ago. Uh, I watched it like 
probably a year ago, maybe. You're a brill head. I'm a brill head. Yeah, I watch a lot of brill. I've definitely seen Mr. Deeds more recently, too. When you were a kid, were you like, I gotta watch more brill? Were you looking at the back of the VHS cases and being like, this brill guy's a genius? I was like... Um, Brill Nye the Science Guy. Brill, 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 Brill. Just that part, though. Brill. Yeah, <laughs> You're yeah, going, walking into the blockbuster with your arms in the air going, Brill, 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 Brill. brill. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going, hey, hey, where's your Brill section? <laughs> <laughs> I like, I loved Mr. Deeds when, when I watched it as a kid. Uh, yeah, it was I, a really funny movie. I saw it in the drive and it was great. I did not. I did, I did. That was not a drive-in movie for me. I'm, let me look if any uh, any Brill movies were drive-in movies for me. There, nope. There's like no, nope. uh, no, no, no. I, I, there are Sandler movies that are drive-in movies for me, but not any of the Brills. Well, there's a moment in Little Nicky. I have my favorite line from Mr. Deeds and from Little Nicky. Okay. Uh, so my favorite little Nikki line because this is all brill. Can, can I put your winky in my? Can I put my winky in your kitchen sinky? Yeah, that's my favorite one. <laughs> no, it's because uh, as you know, uh, brill heads. Mm-hmm. As the brill heads know. Yeah. yeah, there's a guy. There's one of the demons gets a pair of boobs put on his head. Yes. Oh, can I have sex with your head? No, uh, Rodney Dangerfield when he first sees this demon with boobs on his head, Kevin Nealon. Uh, he goes, he goes, whoa, last time I saw a pair of jugs that big, two hillbillies were blowing on them. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think that was like an improv line from, uh, uh, it might have been, it's a very perfectly Rodney Dangerfield joke is the thing. So I remember watching, uh, Dirty D, dirty dirty work recently yep. after after Norm died, and there's a scene with Don Rickles in it, and it's <laughs> right. so clear that they just let Don Rickles go off. It's so funny. <laughs> yeah, I we watched it kind of recently too. Um, but then my favorite Mister Deeds for the Brill Appreciation episode. Dirty Deeds. That's why I almost said Dirty Deeds. Dirty Deeds instead of Dirty Work. Thunder Cheap. Thunder Cheap. It's funny in in the movie Dirty Work. The song Dirty Deeds by ACDC plays, but the song Dirty Work by Steely Dan does not play. I know. I was very... Di- I pointed that out when we watched it here, actually. Mm-hmm. I was very disappointed about it. Yeah. Because um, it was stuck in my head the whole day we were watching it, too, because I was you like... You took a full day to watch it? Yeah. <laughs> we paused. We really wanted to soak it in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, but my favorite Mr. D's line... Speaking, sorry, speaking of drive-in movies, a drive-in movie for me was Screwed with Norm McDonald's. Go on, sorry. My favorite Mr. Deeds line. Which I watched the same day that I watched uh, Dirty Work. Go on, your favorite Mr. Deeds line. <laughs> it's when uh, the <laughs> the reporter is in the shower and he's like soaping up or whatever. And then the villain of that movie comes in. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Harris, I think, right? And while well, he's like... Uh, um, the guy, the reporter in the shower is like, what would you do if I told you that I had some dirt on Longfellow Deeds? Mm-hmm. And um, he was like, well, you'd be rewarded, providing the information is good, and you stop soaping your ass. <laughs> Who's the reporter? Uh, the reporter's the guy that's always in Sandler movies. Oh, the grandma's boy guy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, Alan something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spinwick, Alan. No, that's not right. Who's Alan Spinwick? I don't know. I just know that's not right. Adam? Adam Sandler? Adam Sandler? Alan? Alan Sandler? Alan Sandler? Sam Samberg? Ad- Andy Sandler? Alan Covert. Alan Covert. Who's Alan Spinwick? I don't, I don't. I have no idea. I've never heard that name in my life. <laughs> Did I just make it up? Um, Alan Spinwick. So that's what's the name of my next screenplay that I write? The main character is going to be Alan Spinwick. What's your uh, favorite line from a Stephen Brill movie? Hmm. Let me look. You you take without a paddle now. I don't remember. Oh, I, the only thing I remember from uh, without a paddle is um, Seth Green says, "Thank God it's f- TGIF to the um, dental hygienist," and she's like, "What?" He's like, "TGIF, thank God it's Friday," and then he's like, he thinks he's was really cringy, so he goes to his mirror and goes like, "TGIF." He's like making fun of himself. TJF, TJF. That's the only line I remember. <laughs> oh, and I remember uh, Burt Reynolds having the Good Times uh, sweater, and he's going, Dynamite. And then Seth Green goes, Dynamite. He goes, Dynamite. <laughs> yeah, that, we didn't enjoy that movie. No, I and those, and those lines I remember from when I watched it as a kid, not from when I watched it uh, recently. That was one of the my... And a, and a bad year, one of the worst experiences of this year. <laughs> <laughs> um, that one's pretty mean-spirited, though, when you watch it back. That's too. a pretty homophobic film. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to think of my favorite line from Drillbit Taylor. i got to say I don't remember a quote from that film. I'm going to have to remember it. I know, like, the or rewatch it, but I know, like, the wing... Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Go under my wing. Yeah. But there, there's funny lines in it. I just don't remember off the top of my head. The other I actually saw more recently, I think, because Drillbit Taylor was the first one we did. Yes. And then we found out that Huey was also Brill. Yeah. So we had to complete the Brillogy, and we did without a paddle. Do you think that Stephen Brill, at this point, might put us in his next movie? I'm hoping. I'm hoping. I mean, we just talked a lot of shit about Without a Paddle. <laughs> he probably doesn't like that one either, though. We talked good things about the others. He also directed the Adam Sandler Netflix special, which is really also really funny. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm surprised the second one's not out yet because I watched his second stand-up special live like two years ago, I want to say now. Two and a half, three oh, years. Oh, it was a completely different special? Yeah. Well, I'm looking at the rating... I'm looking at the writing credits for uh, Stephen Brill. He did D, The Mighty Ducks and D2 and D3 and Ready to Rumble. Oh, you love Ready to Rumble. The David Arquette um, Someone wrestling told- movie. Yeah, th- I think this was a driving movie for me, Ready to Rumble. No, I might have been too young. No, I, I remember... You were young. I was that? young, but at least I, I. It was at least the second movie in a double bill I went to see. I don't think I actually watched it. I remember no, you would. I, I watched it on VHS. You're younger than me. Yeah, no, I don't think I actually watched it at driving, but it was. It would have been the second movie had we stayed for the second movie. I can't remember what. The uh, first it movie came was. out in two thousand, I guess. You were what seven? Six. Six. Mm, yeah, six. Jeez, seven, seven. I was. I was seven in the summer, so 
Probably seven, yeah. Yeah, I guess you would be in going to the drive-in. Yeah, oh yeah. I, oh, I was going to the drive-in early, motherfucker. By yourself? You no. Stole the car? With my parents. With my parents. And my and I would try and stay up for the second movie, but I typically fell asleep. Yeah, I mean, I feel like there's this is a story I told on this podcast before, but I went to a double bill of the first Pirates of the Caribbean and um, Bulletproof Monk, and I said to my friend. Um, that I'd seen earlier that day, I'm going to see Pirates of the Caribbean and Bulletproof Monk. And he goes, that's awesome. I want to see those movies so bad. And we watched Pirates of the Caribbean. Obviously, loved it. Great movie. But then I was like, okay, can't wait for Bulletproof Monk. And my parents were like, no, we're tired. We're not going to stay for the second movie. Sorry. And I was so mad. And they're like, it's okay. We watched the first movie. No one, And I was like... I told Josh that we were seeing both movies. They're like, it's fine. Josh is just going to be impressed that you saw Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> when we get, I get to school, I get to school on Monday, and Josh comes up to me and goes, "How's Bulletproof Monk?" Heartbreaking. <laughs> it was a horrible, one of the worst experiences of my childhood. <laughs> <laughs> that was at a big time too, because Sean William Scott was red hot. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I finally caught up with Bulletproof Monk last year, and I didn't hate it. It was kind of fun. <laughs> I mean, bad movie, but also I, I liked it. I remember my... I don't remember if I've seen that movie, or I feel like I have, but I, I remember specifically how much my sister and brother-in-law liked it. Mm. Like, they watched it a lot. It's a Toronto movie. They rented it. There's a scene where uh, Sean William Scott is... So clearly standing in the middle of Nathan Phillips Square as a Torontonian, you recognize it. And he says, this is America. <laughs> like he's in the middle of a monologue being like lecturing Chow Young Fat. And he goes, hey, this is America. And like behind him is like Nathan Phillips. It's like, you know. <laughs> is Sean William, Sean William Scott's American? Yeah. Or is he Canadian? I don't think he's Canadian. I feel like the Goon movies have forever made him Canadian to me. No? Honorary Canadian, yeah. Those are very Canadian movies. Very Canadian movies. They need to do Hubie Halloween Goes to Canada. <laughs> Why? I don't know, because so we could be in it. So one of the big things that stood out to me watching this movie again mm-hmm. was just thinking about knowing this time that... <laughs> Steve Buscemi's character is not a werewolf, and when Hubie goes to his ba- or his basement, and Steve Buscemi has little shits everywhere around the basement. Yeah, it's just. Can I just say that it, Steve Buscemi is so funny in this movie? <laughs> Isn't is he not? He's so funny. Yeah, I mean, I, Steve Buscemi. Especially after it's revealed that he's not actually a werewolf, like everything after that is so funny. Like how he shows up to the like the the final act, sort of. Honestly, at the end there. This might be Schneider's best performance. Schneider, it's nice that Schneider's barely in it, but there is a really Schneider made us laugh really hard tonight. Yeah, he didn't. He doesn't overstay his welcome because he he's barely in it, and he's playing a, a white person. <laughs> <laughs> or, or you know, not, not an offensive cultural character. I guess he's playing Rob Schneider. Yeah, because he's not white. 
Oh right, yeah, yeah. Sorry, he's he's playing he's playing playing it straight. He went white face for this movie. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> um, no, but he's not playing an offensive character. Mm-hmm. Is what you're saying? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so Rob Schneider, it, it, he doesn't overstay his welcome. Mm-hmm. He has the perfect line, and that's basically it. The line is: "Should we spoil it?" Yeah, well, I mean, Colin loved that line so yeah, much. Yeah, he was quoting it. So Steve Buscemi says, what would you do tonight? He says, well, I pissed on the street. I pissed on a gravestone. Pissed a couple couple other places. And then... Just some fun pissing stuff. Just some fun pissing stuff. And Buscemi goes, well, that's you. You love pissing. <laughs> and he goes, yeah, I'm pissing right now. And then we <laughs> cut out and, he's, and you see his, like, white pants filling up with piss. <laughs> And then to a great reaction shot from Keenan Thompson. <laughs> it's, it, it, it may be us explaining it. <laughs> it sounds like the worst fucking thing. I feel like people are going to listen to this. Like, this movie sounds like fucking shit. What are they talking about? Hey, I think like having a yearly Halloween movie to watch is fun. Get in the Halloween spirit. And you can watch that movie with your kids. Just don't tell him what the June Squibb stuff means. <laughs> like all the 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 phrases on her shirt. That's it's fine. I did I um did I uh, Mandela affect this? I seem to think that there was a shirt that she had that said it's not going to eat itself, and I did not see it in this viewing. Oh, we might have missed it because which one is she wearing during the news report at the end? No, no, no. Um, at the start, when with all the Holly, Harley Quinns, oh, she's in the background. Yeah, I didn't clock that. Yeah, I don't remember I what shirt she's wearing there. So it might have been the one. Because, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we got distracted. Colin was so excited about everyone being dressed as Harley Quinn. Well, that was when uh, Colin was coming in. Yeah. Yeah, so we weren't really watching Well, that. We were just go- He came in before that, but he was getting into the movie at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that actually brought him in. Everyone being dressed as Harley Quinn made him sit down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, it, it, it is something you could show your kids. Would you watch this with... Mimi, your mom, your dad, sit down the whole family. Mimi, um, I started watching it with her last year, and she was like, I think she was like, is he doing this voice the whole time? And I was like, yeah. She's like, I don't think I want to watch this. I was like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's something like that. You just got to get past the voice. Yeah. It's not that big of a deal. You get used to it, honestly. Yeah. You do sort of get used to it. I mean, I I think the voice is better than Sandler's. Like this character, the this character, and the, like a water boy, and even Billy Madison, the like kind of like dummy that he plays, right? Like when he's mm-hmm. like in Billy Madison, when he's doing the drunk guy, right? Yeah, it's a more uh, palatable character for me than his asshole dads that he plays in Grown Ups and Click, you know. Because <laughs> those characters are fucking angry assholes. You don't like that? No. What did we watch? We watched bedtime stories here the other day. I totally forgot about that movie. Yeah. Even, I mean, Mr. Deeds, he's playing a really likable character. Like, by definition, like, he's, like, really likable. So that's okay. In, in Big yeah. Daddy, it's sort of like he's kind of learning. That's the first of that character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... 
Well, even I mean, even in uh, the wedding singer, he is playing this like angry guy, and and in 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 Happy Gilmore, he's sort of defined by his rage. But like once he becomes this like just like old white guy dad character, like in Click, Click I, I think is a horrible movie. I hate that movie, but uh, it makes me cry. I know, and but it manipulatively. Well, it still does it. Yeah. Big Daddy makes me cry too. Hubie doesn't make me cry. No, it does no. <laughs> another another great thing about Hubie, and I'm sure we talked about it last year because I think it was my favorite part of the movie last year was <laughs> the sexy voiced radio lady <laughs> turns out to be Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> so funny. Oh, my God. It's so funny. Half <laughs> the time I'm just laughing at how much you enjoy it. I couldn't wait for Colin to see that, and he reacted positively, and I was very happy with that. Yeah, I remembered this movie beat for beat. Yeah. You were worried I didn't. No, I know, because, you know... Once you find out, once you know that June Scribb is the killer, it's like, or, or or the kidnapper, I guess. They do set it up early on. Sort of like um, all those big twist movies, Fight Club, The Sixth Sense. Once you watch it a second time, you see all the pieces coming together. And this is just as good as those. Yeah, exactly. This is one of the biggest twists in cinema history. June Scribb is the, is the killer. Mm-hmm. So... So in Hubie Halloween two, two. Uh, well, if if and when it comes, June Squibb's on the run. Hubie's the mayor. Oh, you think she comes back to town? I yeah, I think that's that's the pitch. Well, and also, I mean, I'm going to credit. It would be another... a rival mayor trying to shut down Halloween. Probably that's your pitch. It's going to be someone trying to shut down Halloween. So. Shout out to a podcast I like a lot called F This Movie, and I they did like a a video where they asked for questions, and I asked them their pitch for Hubie Halloween too, and they said that their pitch would be to bring the dad back, and they their pitch to, as the dad is John Travolta, like Hubie's dad, Hubie's dad, yeah, who died, yeah, but maybe do some flashback stuff, you know, like a, a, a Godfather Part Two scenario. Well, okay, let's go by my uh, pitch here, right? Okay, so a rival mayor from another town <laughs> trying to shut down Halloween. Or there's an election, there's a re-election on, on Halloween. Yeah, someone's trying to shut down Halloween, though. Yeah. That's the logical. Who would be that person? A new character? Yeah. Okay. Because so a who? lot of Sandler, a lot of characters are already in this. You got a lot of actors. It's a pretty stacked should we, cast. Should we bring in a new Sand? Oh, what if it's Jennifer Aniston? Oh. Mm-hmm. Someone hot. Wow. She's like evil hot. And then oh, she turns out to be a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why she wants Halloween gone, because it's she's an actual vampire. Yes. Oh, yeah, I think we got this. I it's think we stand the regular right there. Mhm. And Drew Barrymore is like I don't know. I don't know. Julie Bowen, I'm sure we brought it up a lot last year, but Julie Bowen's character, how horny she is for Hubie is 
baffling in an almost an avant-garde way. <laughs> <laughs> like this man is so bizarre, played by Adam Sandler at in his you know early fifties probably. <laughs> At this point. And she's got the hots for him so hard. Oh, also, a hilarious line in this movie is when Hubie is watching uh, Julie Bowen walk away and this lady dressed as a pioneer turns up behind them and says, I'm asexual, but that lady is making me hella horny. (laughs) What the hell? (laughs) Well, I mean, it's clear... We know that Joel is one of the horniest people in comedy, so it's clear why he loves this movie. It's a very horny movie as well. It's not that horny. It's harmless. It's, it has horny people. Horny shirts. Yes. I don't think I don't think it itself is horny. There's not a lot of leering shots. You're horny or... watching it. No, I wouldn't say so. Does it make me want to jack off? <laughs> That's the test. That's the horny test. Does this movie make you want to pause it and jack off? <laughs> Yeah, I suppose it the ultimate horny test is this: where you don't pause it. Well, there was a point where you said, "Pause the movie, pause the movie," and then I was like, "What?" And you were like, "Never mind, you missed it." <laughs> and then I went to the bathroom for a while. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, anyway, I didn't think we would talk for more than half an hour about this, but here we are. <laughs> well, yeah, this is like a little a little trick or treat, like yeah, we said, a Halloween treat. Halloween treat, and we'll come back uh, for the uh, the um, holiday Christmas call-in show. We'll do another Christmas call-in show. Yeah, well, we watch Holiday. <laughs> well, can't we watch a new one? Do you remember that? That was fun. Yeah, that was fun. We could, I mean, maybe there will be a Holiday too. That's true. Mm-hmm. You just want sequels to these movies that no one else wants sequels <laughs> to. Well, I I like having uh, you know fun little shows like this. It's fun, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, you're right. You're right. Who are our guests next week on the pod on Wednesday? Well, we'll have to talk about that. Didn't you tell me that there are two people coming on? Yeah, and it's going to be a big surprise for Wednesday. For the listeners or for me? For the listeners. Okay, so you'll tell me when we get off mic. Yeah. Okay. Why Why would you bring it up now? We're, know, we're trying to wrap up the fucking podcast. You're like, hey, how about some behind-the-scenes stuff for everyone? I don't know. I think people should watch Hubie Halloween. Yes. <laughs> it's 1 a.m. <laughs> My God. All right. I hope you all enjoyed this little bonus, this little Merge Boot bonus episode. We'll be back to Survivor on Wednesday. What are we going to call it? Are we going to call it Tubi Halloween, Hubie Continued, Hubie Halloween Resurrection? I mean, every name you just said, I'll put it all in the title. Having a Tubi Halloween would be good because there's a lot of horror movies on Tubi TV. <laughs> okay, I'll spell it as Tubi TV too. <laughs> that that'll be our episode next year. We just watch a bunch of Tubi movies. Yeah, please don't unsubscribe to the podcast because of this. Uh, we'll be back to Survivor. Just if you yeah. don't want, we're, we're releasing this on Sunday. Yeah, on Halloween. So, yeah, just wait a few days and, yeah. I mean, if you didn't want to listen to this episode, you would not have made it to the end. (laughs) So, (laughs) if you're listening to this episode and you're thinking about unsubscribing, because 
why would we put out a Hubie Halloween episode in the middle of a season of Survivor right after, in between part one and part two of the merge episode? This is terrible. <laughs> this is terrible. We're doing a terrible thing right now. It's Halloween, man. Some people like a little treat. Yeah, that's true. It's also a trick, actually. We said at the beginning it was a treat, but it's also a trick. We have one listener that will love this little treat. I don't know who you are, but I know there's got to be one of you. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) All right. Um, Yep. And subscribe to YouTube. Rate, review, subscribe. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye-bye. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.